Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode. Today, we have a special guest and a good friend of ours, Larry D. West III, with his new endeavor, West Learning Innovations. Larry is a business and tax consultant by day and entrepreneur, millennial expert, father of two, husband, author, and absolutely wrong on the LeBron versus Jordan GOAT debate. This is The Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. Let's go. Aaron told me to put that in there. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, you can see his face. <laughs> just tell, so we know that you're wrong, but just so everybody's clarifying, just go ahead and tell them your answer that is the wrong answer. Whenever we talk GOAT debate, greatest mm-hmm. of all time, mm-hmm. NBA, Mm-hmm. LBJ is greater wrong. than MJ. Period. No. Wow. Done. No. Wow. And if strong, not, check out. Strong have you, did you see my Rage Cage video? Rage Cage. Yes. yes, I did. Yes, that's LeBron. When people say that Jordan's better, he's like, I can't <laughs> believe this. I can't believe it. Wait, tell the people who are listening what's the Rage Cage. So Rage Cage, it's thirty seconds of going inside of this cage, for lack of a better term with a steel baseball bat, and you've got some file cabinets, some printers, just a whole bunch of old material, and you just tear it to shreds. You let all that all that anger out. Right. Uh, so that, it's 30 seconds of mayhem. That sounds nice. awesome. Yeah. All right, so to make this a little easy transition for you, I know you said you were nervous before the show, and, you know, <laughs> and, just kidding. But we wanted to uh, add a new segment for the for our podcast guests, at least for, you know, the ones we're recording today, and we're going to call this a little blast from the past. So we want to pull up some pictures. Oh. or We just have uh, one. We just we have just, one. It's, and it's not too far in the past. We had yeah. some other ones to choose from. We were like, ooh, this Yo, would get them. That's but we'll, scary. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. So we decided to leave some of those off the table. But we are curious when doing some research about you. So Christian is going to show you this uh, this picture, and we just want it. We just want to hear the story behind this. Yeah. What, what is this? <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> so this is uh, so tax consultant by day, right? I mm-hmm. work at a firm called SMD Consulting and Accounting, and we're we're just a little different. Our personality it's not your typical CPA firm. Uh, and so our uh, our owner Sean Duncan is very very in tune with uh, all things comics, movies, uh, Marvel. He's a nerd for lack of a better term, right? And so we we get to choose our avatars when we start working there. And I chose Wolverine. It was about personality, right? And I tell you, and I, I said this in the interview, and I I don't even know how much I believe it, but I'm going to stick with it because I said it and it got me the job. <laughs> which character would you be? Uh, if you could choose any character, which character would you be? Top of my head, I said Wolverine. Why? Because he can regenerate. I was like, oh, I can bounce back from anything because he can regenerate. So I'm going to stick with that. It nice. sounded good. It got nice. me the job. Um, but obviously, the hair didn't match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Man. Yeah. If, I mean, Wolverine would probably be up there for me, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. That's cool because we actually ask that question ourselves when we interview. It's, uh, it's more of a what superpower would you rather have mm-hmm. um, or what superhero. Yeah. Yeah. So I just went with the first thing off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good, that was a really good answer. I mean, from the ones that we've heard before, we've that's heard really quite good. a few. Yeah. So <laughs> that was definitely top two, top three for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So tell us about your new company, West Learning Innovations. Yeah. So West Learning Innovations, it is a learning center. And I use learning center intentionally. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. More people like to compare it with a tutoring center. And there's some, some differences there. Uh, when I say learning, we work uh, on things from an academic perspective, helping kids catch up and move ahead uh, in areas of reading, writing and math. 
but it's not homework help. So we don't have uh, students that come to us and they say, hey, I'm struggling in uh, pre-calculus. Can you help me with this particular assignment? It's more of understanding what the skill deficits are, where, where those gaps are, and then pinpointing what do we have to do to fill in those gaps so that they don't ever have to come to us or anyone else for homework help. Um, and then recently we've expanded from just looking at the academic side of things to just holistic child development. So we're also looking at language development, social skills, behavioral skills, wow. all these things that are really necessary for a child to learn and be successful. And for something like this, like how does somebody get started in this? Like why did you want to do this? Because you run this with your wife as well. So yep. what made you guys get into this this venture? So crazy story. Um, years ago, I shouldn't say years ago because we're not that old, but years ago when we <laughs> were in college, we both were in the education field. And that's actually where I started when I first came out. Uh, we used to have conversations and all the conversations centered around like, hey, one day we're opening a school. Don't know how we're going to do it, but one day we're opening a school. I left the education field. She stuck with it as a school psychologist and we started doing different things. But we were having conversations of, OK, what do we want to do? So we, we have these kind of around our anniversary time. We have these come together, get your life together, get our get our relationship together conversations. Mm -hmm. And we talk about what we want to do in life. And we had a really serious conversation. OK. Can we really start a school and what can we do? Because she was seeing some things as a school psych that just didn't sit well with her uh, in terms of the population that she worked with, kids that are autistic, ADHD, emotional mm -hmm. behavior, all those things. And then I was seeing some things from the school district side just from talking to people and having friends that I didn't like. And so we started talking about how we can make this thing work. Um, and that's where West Learning Innovations was really born. And we just went full force with it. How do we do this, do it our way, um, and, and, and uh, put forth a method that we know works uh, and really start to get results and uh, change the lives of kids everywhere? Awesome. How, how does uh, West Learning Innovations uh, maybe differ from these other center, centers that you have around here? Um, I don't, I don't want to shout out any names, um, but, I mean, there is competition. competition. Yeah, so how do you uh, differentiate yourself from, from them? Yeah, so uh, on, on a few levels, the primary way is that we do all one-on-one -on -one instruction. We don't do a two-to-one, three-to-one, four-to-one model, and that's very intentional because we really like to drill down and hone in on what's going on with that particular learner. On the second set of things, we use a very specific process and very uh, specific set of procedures. We integrate things like precision teaching, direct instruction, behavioral management, wrapping all those things together to really get results. And it's all scientifically driven. Not a lot of other centers do that. It's more about the feel good, right? Mm -hmm. What do we think would work or changing all these, all these different things. But we actually, and we measure every single thing we do. So if a child isn't learning, given the specific set of, of instruction that we've just delivered, then we pivot and we do it in a way that does really fit that particular child. That's cool. And then the last thing is it's a money back guarantee. So if we don't get the results, we refund tuition, which hasn't happened yet. That's yes. A, that's a good yeah. thing. That is a very good thing. <laughs> so what's the most rewarding part of that job then? I mean, because like you said, it's very systematized with what you do. And mm -hmm. obviously there's there's some really cool things from that. But what's what's the most rewarding? The most rewarding part is really when you get a kid in that is truly struggling and parents just don't know what to do. We've tried this, we've tried that. I can't get resources to the school because they don't quite qualify for special services. And we've tried everything at home, and I'm just, this is my last thing. That's when we get those students in, and we can actually change those lives, change those perspectives, and then show parents just tracking the data week by week and month by month, the results that we're having. It is amazing. Kids are doing well, the parents are, and that's, that's one of the most important things, right? So we work with kids, but then it's also about making the parents and caregivers feel good and more confident 
in, in the solutions that you're providing because that's they're investing, but they're investing for their kid, and that is amazing. Uh, so from that, the way that you were explaining it, it made it seem like that – people looked at this as like a last resort when they ne not necessarily should, but like, Hey, we've tried everything else. We've tried this. And it's just more of like, I don't care how much it costs. I don't care what I have to do. I don't care what the commitment is. I just want my kid to be able to read or I want them to do that. And is that the case or like, where do you guys usually meet people or, or kids at or parents at rather that uh, for, and this isn't a real statistic, but I'm gonna throw it out there. Probably 90% of the kids that we have, we have been the last resort because parents have tried to get resources through the school. Most of the kids, they aren't, they don't quite qualify for special services, right? So they don't get interventions through the school besides the after-school tutoring. And the reality is if you have a teacher that doesn't deliver instruction in a way that that particular student learns, to have them sit after school with the same teacher to deliver the same instruction is like doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yep. They'll go to other more, um, dare I say, uh, mainstream tutoring centers and try those services, but then they end up spending just hundreds and hundreds of dollars month in and month out, and the services don't change. Because a lot, not all, but a lot, don't necessarily use uh, real hardcore scientific data-driven methods to deliver instruction. And so that's where they find us. It's kind of that last minute or that last resort of, hey, I've tried everything else. I've either heard of you through uh, a friend who's tried the services, or you know, we've run into them just via networking or different things like that. And so they give it one last shot. We're like that last hurrah. And the results that we've had, they've been phenomenal. They've been phenomenal. And then our intention isn't for kids to stay with us long term. So we, we don't plan on seeing kids for 12 months, 18 months, you know, two years at a time. Because if that's the case, we're probably not doing what we're supposed <laughs> to do. Uh, so there's a set amount of time that we expect our kids to stay with us before they're able to move on and uh, be at or above grade level. Mm. So you've done, um, I think, multiple entrepreneurship type endeavors um what do you think has been it could be with western innovations or with, with something else in the past um you like your biggest struggle when it comes to running your own business staying focused that yeah. that 100 percent, without a doubt it is staying focused um and, and this is i'm speaking for me personally i get very very excited about things and my mind clicks and i'm like hey i don't have to sit down and plan it let me just go do it and mm -hmm. i have a high level of confidence a high level of ambition and so that compared with the <clears throat> with the focus that's necessary for entrepreneurship and the commitment that's necessary that could become a problem because every shiny little thing looks amazing and right. I've, I've run down some rabbit holes that I probably shouldn't have run down <laughs> and I gotta you know you gotta reverse out and, and try to pivot uh, but really truly staying focused and that really comes from understanding exactly what the end game is and the end game for everybody is different that could be mm -hmm. lifestyle, that could be money, that could be status. I mean, it could be a multitude of things. And I don't judge people for whatever their end game is, but when you figure out what that end game is, you backtrack of how can I facilitate this particular venture or ventures to get there? Um, and that's where the focus, I think, will really drill in. Very cool. And it's funny because I was actually listening to a podcast on that yesterday. Very successful entrepreneurs, and they were like, the, the topic was, what's the, the biggest mistake you ever made in your business or the biggest thing that you wish you could have fixed? And they're like, well, I chased every shiny object. I literally yeah. did this. I did this. And it's like, <clears throat> I think it's a, like a pop, it's a very popular SEO company. And they're like, we can't fill all of our SEO stuff, but we want to go and hire other people to do like pay-per-click stuff. Mm -hmm. And yet you can't fill all the orders for SEO. We could just hire more people for SEO and grow that 
and instead we're just like, no, no, this is shiny. This is cool. But mm-hmm. I think that's just an entrepreneurial mind. Cause I mean, I know that I like to do that stuff too. Luckily I have a Christian over here who's like, well, we should probably yeah, slow I think that's, that's what I was going to say. Like a, a good partnership, definitely keep that, those checks and balances in place. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, if 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 I would have let Aaron do follow every shiny <laughs> object, uh, we'd be in a different place. I don't know if we good or bad, but um, that yeah, is for huge. Sure. And I, you know, and I'll say I think that this is why uh, West Learning. It's it, so we're not uber successful, right? We're not the big brand that we're that we're going to grow into. But this has been far more successful, far more quickly than any other venture, simply because I have a partner now that mm-hmm. helps me stay focused, and that's my wife, right? She pulls mm-hmm. me. She's the one who keeps me kind of keeps me that that hey. Focus. Yeah. Let's do this first. Um, and I think that's why this is going to be far more successful than anything we've ever done. So with your other ventures, she was just more of a supportive wife more than she is as a business partner. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. So she's but like... I'll say she did try to tell me a few times, but I didn't listen. <laughs> now it's she's more invested in this. We're, we're actually going in on this together. She's like, nope, we're not doing it that way. Bring it back, Larry. <laughs> Dang. That's funny. So we're halfway through. We're recording this in June uh, of 2019. What is the rest of 2019 or even part into 2020? What's the vision for West Learning Innovations? Yeah, so our, our goal, our vision is to really grow and have at least 30 students recurring every single month by the time we reach year in. Uh, we want to make sure that we don't uh, renege on that money back guarantee, right? We want to make sure that that record stays clean. Um, and then this is the year of constant learning and improvement. So we're, mm-hmm. we're doing tons of training. We've got, I was telling Christian before the show, we've got two or three conferences coming up and then uh, hiring a staff member. So growing, hiring a staff and constantly learning and, and improving. That's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. And you, uh, for those who don't know Larry or have never heard of West Learning Innovations, we actually, they, one of their offices is actually down below here. So it's kind of cool to see the setup and how everything is uh, all laid out for the kids and the curriculum and stuff. So, is there a, a second location or I don't know if I heard something? This, this is a part of that focus, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, we, we are planning a second location. Um, and uh, my wife is probably going to kill me for revealing this, but uh, it's going to, this is going to be a center that focuses exclusively on the toddlers. So we're talking ages two to five before they even start school. And most of them will have severe behavior, uh, severe autism, uh, and emotional behaviors, different things like that. So we're providing that buffer of getting them prepared for school. Uh, most of them have gotten kicked out of day, uh, daycares or kicked out of preschool programs. So we're going to provide a solution to make sure that they uh, are successful as well. Very cool. And you guys are like, she, what school district is your, is your wife teaching in? Did you say that? Like, yep, she's, the, an, uh, she's an urban ISD. Oh, okay. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. So the West part of the Metroplex for those not in the Dallas area, yep. just a little bit West of Dallas. All right. So kind of shifting gears here. I want to, Oh, this is scary now. Yeah. <laughs> we told Larry, see, like I said, guys, he's a little bit nervous. This is his first time on, on camera. I'm just kidding. He's done a ton of stuff with us and on his own too. Uh, but we told him to be ready for anything. So we wanted to get some business stuff out of the way. We want to talk about some entrepreneurial stuff. So I'm telling you and everybody else ahead of time that, you know, we may shift gears here to some fun stuff. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, as far as, as far as success, not only with, with West learning, cause I think that, uh, I guess how do you define success is different? You know, like you mm-hmm. said, this has been the most successful so quickly, but there's other things that you can use to define success. But what do you attribute your success to get you to this point uh, with West Learning Innovations or where you're at right now? Because, I mean, there's a lot of things, like you said, there's a lot of different things that you guys have done before. Yeah, yeah. So if I could attribute our success to anything, it's really our kids. Um, and this is kind of shifting into 
our why and, and things like that. So we have a true goal to build a legacy for our kiddos. Building West Learning does amazing things for the kids, amazing things for the community, and the results that we've had are phenomenal. But there's also the back end of that of also demonstrating for our kiddos, which we think is really important that, hey, you can do things on your own. You can build things on your own. This is the uh, this, these are the fruits of our labor, right? This is this is what hard work looks like. And then if we do it right, we have a legacy to pass down and give to them. And so everything we do when as we become more and more successful, it's all driven by our two kiddos. Now, did you when you first started your first couple of ventures, did you have uh, your son? Yeah, yeah, I okay, did. I did. Uh, that's kind of a, a wild story. So I, I graduated school. Two months later, we got married. Uh, we went on our honeymoon. While on our honeymoon, we decided to move to Texas. We came back, found out we were pregnant, moved to Texas. A couple months later, had a baby boy. And then, like a crazy Sorry. man, four or five <laughs> months after he was born, I said, okay, I'm going out on my own. Oh, my gosh. It's wild. Yeah. yeah, and you're still married, right? Happily married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hanging on by thread now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still happily married. Dang. Yeah. Okay, uh, that is a very good support system because she's like, hey, look, we yeah. got to have somebody who's putting food on the table. You can't be just chasing your dreams over here. Does your dreams bring chicken home or anything? Oh, by you know? the way, she was still in school full-time as well. For no her way. Degree. Yeah, so it was, it was one of those extreme hustler moments where you got to make this work. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's trouble. So you like picked up the kids from daycare, like went to go to business meetings, yep. cooked dinner, helped her with stuff. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You should have been crazy. vlogging that, man. That would have been <laughs> that would have been crazy. See, I didn't know you guys at the time, so I didn't even think to even document yeah, that any. That was like that. hustle diaries. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna be uh definitely asking you some questions after this because I'm about to have a daughter and that's gonna be like a a, a <laughs> game changer times, for me man. too. Yeah. 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 Next question. I think, I don't know, I think we, we may have asked you this before on our previous episodes because Larry, Larry's a return special guest for us. Um, I believe he was maybe episode, like the second guest we ever had. Yeah, and it was episode like maybe 10. Yeah. It yeah. was like early that's on. That's way back in the day. Now you have over 100. <laughs> yeah. 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 One yeah. Oh, this will be in the 110s or 120s. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, so we try to ask this to, you know, a lot of our guests. Um so what purchase of $100 or less has most positive, positively impacted your life? It could be in the last six months or any recent memory. Wow. Do you, remember, do you remember that question or no? No. no okay. No, I, I, I think it's a new question that we started asking. Like, oh, yeah, I am rarely at a loss for words, but that is one. That's <laughs> usually what people say. Don't worry. We'll, we'll leave this in because I... I don't really, I like to keep it raw, but like if you pause for a while, because while you're thinking, I'll yeah. obviously edit that out. But So what purchase of $100 or less has had the greatest impact mm-hmm. on and it my could be, life? It doesn't have to be uh, business related or anything. It could be literally, you know, you bought a car seat for 10 bucks. I don't know, or a hundred bucks, whatever. I don't know. I wish I bought a car seat for $10. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, yo, that is really, really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, $100 or less. I'm sitting there thinking, like, I have tons of things over $100. I don't even have that much stuff over $100. He's like, don't worry, I got this, I got that. Uh, The greatest impact. Um, No, because that was a little more. You know what? This is going to sound really cliche. I'll tell you, potty training, because I got kids, so potty training kiddos, they have those seats. We decided not to do a pot like most people do because who's going to clean that out? Not me. And she certainly <laughs> wasn't going to clean it out. So we bought a seat where it, it it adjusts the regular toilet seat to fit the little kids. Mm. 
by far the most impactful thing. Son was potty trained before two. My daughter's not two yet, and she's potty trained by using that seat. It's like, oh, it's time to go to the potty. Step up stool, sit on the seat. Because, again, nobody's cleaning that out. And then potty training, it wasn't hectic. It wasn't hard. It was a breeze. Nice. I again, that's probably the most impactful thing. Let's talk. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have never. Yeah. So normally, if you do the potty training, again, I don't have any kids, so I wouldn't know anything about this. Um, you're saying, like, there's, a, a I guess, a, a smaller size toilet type thing that you put on the bathroom then yep so and then but that thing you have to you gotta clean, clean out, out. Uh, uh, hmm. where are you gonna clean it out who's gonna <laughs> clean it out that's what i'm saying and now and this might be a colloquialism but we call it a pot growing up and nobody was cleaning out the pot you know There's, it just wasn't happening so i'm like all right we're gonna yeah. sit them on the toilet they're gonna do their thing and when they're done they come off <laughs> yes i can i can see the subject line for our uh, for this episode larry d west with less learning innovations we're gonna talk about education the pot and yeah. oh yeah that's good <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a very good question. You hire a maid, just don't let them know. Yeah, like clean the clean the bathroom, clean the bathroom. There's and everything just, in it. Yeah, and everything. Make yeah. sure that everything's spotless. That in was there. a real conversation because we looked at each other. Said, you cleaning it out? Because I'm not. <laughs> Ooh no. Uh, all right, that's that's a, that's a very good answer and probably the most unique answer we've mm-hmm. ever had for that for sure. And uh, whatever that brand is, let us know. I'll put it in the show notes, and that will also help me remember too. Definitely, Paw Patrol at Walmart. Paw Patrol. Okay, <laughs> let's go. I've at least seen them. All right. In the last five years, what's a new belief, behavior, or habit that has most improved your life? Uh, the last five years, it's really me coming into the understanding of behaviorism, right, or the, the study of, of human behavior and behavior science and what that truly means and how do you use it to make an impact. Uh, a lot of what we do at West Learning is driven by behavior science. And uh, be- for all intents and purposes, when you think about learning, learning is an actual behavior. Students, learners engage in something and they get an end result. Uh, so really understanding that has probably been the most profound impact. And it's impacted not just what we do at West Learning, but even parenting, right, mm-hmm. and, and what we do from that perspective and understanding positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, punishment, and how those things kind of work together. Uh, that's been phenomenal. What, have you, is there any books or, like, conferences or anything like that? Where, do you, where did you get that knowledge? Yeah, so I, I started getting it from listening to a podcast. It's called Behavioral Observations Podcast with Matt Sicoria. Um, and then he had a few guests on there that, I, you know, you listen to something, you just really like what that person has to say. Mm-hmm. And it sounded good. Went to the show notes and started looking at everything that was in there. Um, and so uh, there are a, a few books, in fact, that me. He's got the book in his pocket. Don't worry, yeah, guys. Yeah, He's pulling it out. You know, I don't know where I put my phone. I must have lost it somewhere. I'll, I'll uh, send them to you so you can drop them in the show notes. Yes, please. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So behaviorism and precision teaching have been phenomenal for us. Very cool. All right. I wanted to fit this in. We'll go back to our regular scheduled uh, some stuff in here. But I wanted to throw this. It's kind of a loop. There's not a really good spot for it. But so <laughs> you really are. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> so you are Larry D. West the third. So that means there's two other ones, right? Yes. Not as good as me, but there are two others that exist. <laughs> okay. Um, and your son is Larry D. West the fourth. That's right. He's also not as good as me, but we'll, we won't worry about that yet. <laughs> nice. Okay, so Larry uh, the fourth, when you're listening to this a lot later, remember that, okay? <laughs> when you're bigger and stronger than your dad and he wants you to take care of him, remember this episode, please. Is there going, like, do you guys have it in your family where it's, like, written down? Just need to know, like, you know, if you have a son, it must be. It has to follow this. You know, Dare I say I started it. So I'm, I'm going to take credit for it. But and you're the third. I know. I know. But let me tell you why. So 
when you have the first, first the first the first Larry, of course the first son, he wants him to be a junior. But who mm-hmm. decides to continue in after that, right? Now that I'm saying that, I got to give credit to my grandma because she's the one who actually told my mom to name me Larry. But um, <laughs> when I when I was officially named, it wasn't Larry D. West III. It was just Larry West, right, named after my dad. And it wasn't until I got a little older that it actually became Larry D. West III. So I took that on. I owned it. I was like, no, we, I'm going to build a legacy with this thing because I really looked up to my grandfather. Like, he's a phenomenal man. We talk about being someone of integrity, someone of, of just – He's everything that I want to be. And this is Larry the First. This is Larry First, Larry Sr. And so I really, that's when I really took on a strong meaning to the name. And then after that, it just became a Larry D. West III. Like that brand just became something to me. And so I carried it on. And again, just being a little egotistical, I said, yo, when I, it doesn't matter who it's by. (laughs) This is before Preston and I ever met, right? So it doesn't matter who it's by. When I have a son, it's going to be Larry D. West IV. If she can't accept that, we ain't meant to be together. Like it's over, right? That's a deal breaker. Doesn't matter. We we don't have to be in love as long as our son is Larry D. West of Ford. That that'll seal the deal. Um, Did she so, agree with? Or? You know, it took a while. Okay. It took, and I, was, I wasn't moving off the point. I, I'm not saying I was gonna leave her, but <laughs> everything was on the table. No, but um, so that that was the thing for me. Like I, the name coming from him, and then the branding that I felt like came with it. There was no way I was not going to name my uh, my firstborn Larry D. West the fourth. Now whether he continues that, that's what you put yeah. in the will. <laughs> like put a little muscle in there. It's like, son, do you want to be in the will? Yeah. Do, do you yeah. want anything? Because like, otherwise, do you're you out. Want West learning to come to you because I could just sell it to someone else, right? So. Exactly. But LD three. See, that's what I would do. Is like, you know, you got like RG three. Great three. football three, and I feel like he stole that from me. Too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He probably yeah. did. But I just see LD three like I, that's. I mean, that's got to be an amazing receiver or like somebody like baseball player, football yeah. player, basketball <laughs> player. It's like, man, did you see LD three last weekend? Six catches, hundred and eighty yards. Yeah, like, yeah, we can hear it now, man. <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's what they'll do for you know the fourth. Who knows? I, I hope so. I hope so. And even for his son, that'll be the fifth. I'm just projecting, right, saying that he's going to have a son. Yeah. You don't even see or hear that anymore. You don't really hear anything after the third now. You guys trying to be on the Today Show? Or are you trying to plant something to be on the Today <laughs> Show? Planting seeds, man. See, staying focused. I'm just planting seeds right now. Very nice. <laughs> Your wife must have thought of this. <laughs> All right, I just had to get that out of there. I really, yeah, I was just really curious. Wanted to let other people know. Plus, yeah, I think you're the only person I know who has the fourth. You need, yeah, I've like heard personally. of some third. You know, I've third, heard of yeah. fourth like back in like. Old time days when yeah, they had a yeah. King, King Henry, Arthur, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is King Henry the Ninth. Hello. They even had 18s. Like, whoa, that's, that's intense. Yeah. 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 But those people were all related, like weirdly. So, I think you're, I think I think you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, let's really back in. I don't know why we had that question up there. We should have had the the very beginning, man. What the layer? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I moved it. Well, it should have been up there, yeah. yeah. But I just feel like that picture was just going to throw him off for for a lot, a lot longer. We would have went on a tangent and never been able to talk about business at all. Gotcha. Oh, man. Gotcha. Um, all right. So, what do you think you wish you had known when you started out? And this could be your very first, you know, venture or company, mm-hmm. um, or with West Learning Innovations. Something that probably a lot of people say, uh, but I, I feel like it's so true, that failure is okay. And mm-hmm. you got to say it like slowly. Failure is okay. Because we live 
like our, our generation is more of right we, we put up this facade like all these filters over who you truly are and nobody ever showcases the failure it just now be start it's just started to become a thing where it's content driven where you can market it now and you can show the road that you took to get there and people appreciate it but at first you go back 2012 13 14 when i was just coming into these ideas failure was not an option and for me just based on where i came from like I, I, I went through school. I finished the bachelor's in two and a half years. Finished the first master's a year and a half after that. Finished another master's within a year. So I got all these degrees by the time I reached 21. And I'm like, yo, I'm hitting the, I'm hitting the ground running. And when I went out there to look for a job, there was nothing for me. Now this was Abilene, Texas, so that's a whole separate story. But the point is, like that, that was the first as a as an adult, as someone who just graduated school and just coming into his own. That was the first failure that hit me, like, smack, like a ton of bricks right there. And I'm like, what do I do? But it's okay because you kind of learn from those things. And I learned at that point, like most people do, schooling isn't everything. You got to go get the experience. Not only is experience what you need, but you also got to have an opportunity or a way to talk and communicate with people. But all that to say, failure is absolutely okay. It's about how you rebound and you come back and you try it again. I felt at tons of different ventures. I'm going to still keep shooting my shot until I make it. Mm. Right. I was going to say, I mean, and I don't even think you're, you're not even 30 yet, right? Nope. Exactly. So, I mean, you could screw up for literally, we could, we could all screw up for the next 30 years and still, or 20 years or whatever and be like, oh yeah, he finally did something. He's, you know, he's not even 50 yet and he figured it out. Like, absolutely. And that's all people will remember. They won't remember all the, oh, you changed these many different times. I saw you do these many different things. It's like when that one thing hits, whatever it is that's what you'll be known for yeah absolutely and and that's very true for like artists or anything like that but especially business owners people are like oh who is this guy and there's a guy in dallas his name's i think it's matt crosby and nobody knows who he is or or what he does and i know of him just because of what he does what he did now but he had a little tech company he failed at a bunch of ventures and then he created uh something called like soft layer which is just a a cloud based system and i ran into him just had a conversation with him and he sold he's like well i just created this company it's like my third time and he like failed at all these other things anyway he sold his company for 2.1 or 2.3 billion dollars to ibm and he's just some random dude who failed like crazy in dallas but to this day he's still the largest tech acquisition or the tech sell in this area in this area that is awesome that is awesome so and he and felt like crazy. Those, without those failures, he probably wouldn't have created that company to have an opportunity to even sell it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But we got to embrace the failure. Like, like nobody wants to do that. Um, so do you think for for you that first I, I'm, I'm I don't know if it's a failure or not. Like not to necessarily like find a job, but like do you think that was a catalyst to your entrepreneurial like push? Or did you already have, like, entrepreneurial ideas growing up, or how did you... Oh, no. Well, okay, so I had entrepreneurial ideas growing up. High school, I sold candy. It, I, I'm not going to use the word illegal. It just was against the rules of high school to sell candy. So that was kind of my first venture. Did into, you have the jacket, like, we're opening? <laughs> my wife and I met, selling me selling candy. The, you give her I mean, that, like, I'm sugar gonna, daddy, hey. <laughs> I let the UVA really quick to tell this story, because it's, so, it's, it's fun to me. So she transferred from another school. I was selling candy. Uh, in, in school at the time. And so she came into our keyboarding class, our piano class, and she had Skittles. And so I walk over there, and I'm, I'm thinking she's cute already, and I'm like, yo, what, what's going to be my line? How am I going to shoot my <laughs> shot, right? So I'm like, I'm going through all these different scenarios. So I walk over there, and I say, well, where'd you get those? Because I'm the only one who sells candy in here, and I haven't met you yet, right? Corniest thing ever. 
But from there, it was history. <laughs> oh and and I would also say this. She never came in with candy that wasn't bought for me anymore after that. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, but that's <laughs> entrepreneurial. That's the, the thing that pushed me into understanding that I didn't want to work for anyone uh, anymore was my first job out of college that um, I got at, I'm not going to say the university. I'll just say I worked there as an academic advisor. And it was a horrible experience. Like year one was good, but when year two rolled around, there was so much micromanagement. There was no freedom, no flexibility, no autonomy. Like Mm -hmm. you you had to fit into a certain box and do things a certain way for this particular manager. Um, And I just hated it. I hated it. Like I walked away from that job. I quit. And we were planning a wedding at that time. And I quit that job. Wow. I'm crazy, guys. I was going to say, so (laughs) if you want to do something crazy, definitely talk to Larry. He's like, yeah, I have a kid. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Uh, I'm playing in a wedding. I'm quitting my job. Yeah. And again, at at the time, my wife was still in school. It's crazy. And I... Wow, yeah. we need we need to really have this episode or another episode with you guys. Bring her on, <laughs> in probably about six months, and just you know let's let's have a recap of recap West Learning. Every, but like yeah. really get her side of the story. You're like, yeah, I walked over to her, and the rest was history. And she's like, no, this guy annoyed me for like three weeks, and when I stopped trying to sell me these Twix, I hate Twix. It may or may not have gone that way. I'm just gonna That's say <laughs> the first time I went up there, and she just loved me like. No. <laughs> To me, it was love at first. You know, it may have taken a a shot or two to get there. Right. That's cool. All right. So this is something um, that I'm always interested in and always take notes about. And that is something that you're currently binging on Netflix. What do you guys? You guys have Netflix first. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, What are we binging on? Well, Black Mirror just came out. So we're we just went through the whole season, which is really good. It was better than I think season two. Uh, the, the way it started off. So Black Mirror on Netflix. Uh, what else are we binging on there? Um, on My Block. That's a really good one. I'm, What's that? So it's this it's this um, show. There's uh, kind of, I think it's a group of five kids. It's set in L.A., I believe. Kind of this gang-controlled territory or neighborhood. And there's just five kids that are growing up uh, trying to find their way. And it's, it's really goofy because it reminds me of when we were younger coming up. And it's not a... It's a bad neighborhood, but it's not a neighborhood where you feel like you fear for your life, right? You're just mm-hmm. growing up and going about life, and they just go through all kind of challenges, uh, whether that's relationship stuff. They uh, they found this uh, heist money, and so they're trying to figure out how to wash dirty money. That was it, it was mm-hmm. a heist like 30 years ago. Somebody buried the money. These kids stumbled. Oh, I heard. It. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they're trying to figure out how to wash the money, and so they can use it to help their friend Caesar get out of a bad situation. It's crazy. Sounds like you're um, invested. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all in. I'm Come all on, in. Caesar. We gotta get Caesar out. We gotta get Caesar. <laughs> then we, we just we and we're just new to this train. We just got on Hulu, so we're binging Handmaid's Tale now, which I'm is crazy. Uh, I'll say it because I don't know anybody in Utah. I tell you, Utah reminds me of Gilead. That's, that's, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> We're gonna get uh, people are gonna find our PO boxes in a hate letter. Don't ever let that Larry West guy in here again. I'm from Utah, and Utah, Shout out to Utah. Utah was beautiful, but I, I'm gonna tell you, I was like, yo, am I living in Gilead somewhere? Like that's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's what we're binging now. Very awesome. cool. All right. Any bon- we, I always try to see if we have any bonus uh, questions. And we've never done this, so we can, I can edit this out, too, if you like. Are there any questions, um, and I've heard this before on a couple podcasts, kind of cool. Are there any questions that you have for us? Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. No, <laughs> so yeah, I've so heard it one time. Tables have turned. Yeah. It was it was a very um, we It was a, I can't remember the exact episode, but they turned the table and was like, okay, for the last question, 
uh, let's treat this as uh, you ask us one question, and it just throws the other people for a loop, which is why I didn't tell Christian about it either. Otherwise, he would be kind of thinking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so if there is anything, otherwise, we'll just cut it out, and I, I got something to roll to. But oh, no, let's go. Okay. So <laughs> you go get one question. Just <laughs> oh, <make okay>. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had them loaded up. Man. It's like a six okay, of so them. here's a good one. They only been friends for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Way back to college, before college or in college, right? Right before college. Right before college. Okay, so y'all known each other for a while. What is the craziest thing Aaron has done? Chris, this is your question. Craziest thing Aaron has done? And then Aaron, what's the craziest thing Christian has done? No filter, no holes barred. Go. Okay, that's going to take a second to think about, too. <laughs> <laughs> the craziest um, The thing is, like, there's a lot of illegal stuff um, <laughs> that I don't know if we should talk about. Um, no, it wasn't illegal. It's kind of like that candy thing. Like, you know, it was just frowned upon. It wasn't illegal. <laughs> we just... You know? no, nobody was going to jail for it. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't we know if yeah. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> well, not, yeah. This not is until the, the podcast comes out. Then. What's the statute of limitations for <laughs> stuff like this? Does anybody like understand? Like, is it nine years? Because if it's nine years, then we may be okay. The thing is, like, we Aaron and I had a podcast episode recently where we interviewed each other. Aaron asked that question, and uh, the thing that popped to my head, and I didn't have to say anything. I think I, I think I just said like, oh, the craziest thing involves you too, <laughs> and he was like, all right, that's it, that's all I needed to done. know. Yeah, um, <laughs> done. But I think I, I can talk maybe a little bit about it. Um, let's just say that uh, we took some uh, golf carts on a joyride. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Craziest thing that that's we about, did. That, that was. It was scary. I got I got to probe a little bit. You got to put some context behind it. Well, somebody wrecked golf okay. their golf cart right, too. I, I knew there was something else um, to this. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that part. Yes, there was four of us total. Actually, it was me and Christian mm-hmm. and two other buddies. It was, um, let's just say the golf course was not, or the golf the carts where we were riding them was not open, so it was dark. <laughs> but I specifically remember that being in the cart that didn't have an issue with like going too fast down a hill. Um, it was fun. So. I'll tell you this. It was really fun. <laughs> nice, um, nice. Really, really fun times. And I feel like, I mean, you have to do, you know, some crazy stuff. Um, oh, I, I don't think I did this, actually, but I heard um, a small town where we're from in Kansas. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was middle of the night. I don't think I was part of this, but I heard, I think Aaron did this once. Um, took some tires. Oh, yes. The, the Literally, the downtown, like the main road has a little bit of a slope, and I think they might have done like some races with like literally like tires like rolling Just down, rolling down. <laughs> rolling down the road. There's videos of that. Yeah, I feel like I've seen yeah, I've seen a video. So those that. tires were we we got those tires for very cheap and we did a lot of crazy things with them. One of them was there's a place called the Booth Hotel. It's like five or six stories maybe, and we would take the tires to the very top and drop it I onto the that. main oh, street. Oh, <laughs> And across the street, we videoed it. That thing went probably 30 feet in the air. Oh, y'all are wild. That's yeah. good. That's good. See? I'm glad I pried a little bit because we weren't getting the full story at first. <laughs> yeah. And this is, the, this is the version that we can share on the podcast. So <laughs> if we really had enough time, there'd probably be... There was a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, obviously, oh, we met right before college, so... Yeah, and that's, that's usually, you know, the crazy year. That's a yeah. crazy so. time, yeah. 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 Everybody knows you're in bed by 9, you're always, <laughs> you know, making sure that your schoolwork's done, you're up at 7. <laughs> that's pretty much the way we lived our college lives. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. If, your mind, if your mind can imagine, Christian was wow. loving math, we were working mm-hmm. on... We did have... We actually did have a couple classes together at a yeah. big university, which is weird, but... 
um, yeah, we were always working on math, and we were always, yep, just doing stuff. Doing, doing stuff. college stuff. Yeah. We'll leave it right there, just doing stuff. That's, <laughs> just that's doing it. stuff. That's it. <laughs> S- studying. All right, that's a very good question. And actually, that's that turned out with uh, those as good as I expected it to be, which is which was good. And I was like, Larry's like, without a beat, yes, I got a question for you. That's awesome. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of The Marketing Natives. Thank you so much for Larry uh, with West Learning Innovations jumping on here. If you need help with getting candy, make sure you give a, a shout out to Larry. We're going to put his information in the show notes. And we are going to... Um, actually, Larry, before we go too far... Yeah, um, yeah. How can people find out about you before I just put all this <laughs> I was going to put your phone number in there so they could call you about the candy, but we need it. How else, that's how right, else can that's we? That's right. So, <clears throat> candy and educational results. You just give us a call. So, uh, well, give us a call. Our number is 469-929-3344. We'll schedule a complete evaluation, a complete assessment, figure out what's going on, and then put together a plan uh, to make sure we get your learner uh, caught up uh, or and or moved ahead. Awesome. And we'll also have links to their website and social accounts there too. So you guys can uh, connect with them there. I should say something really quick. So we're westlearning.org, O-R-G, not .com, .org. Yes. Whenever you're searching for that. And then make sure you check out uh, Larry's Instagram stories. They're always pretty motivational and inspiring for uh, the little ones. And uh, I know I enjoy looking at that. So make sure you go check him out on social. And if you are listening to this for the first time, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure that you uh, subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. In, in the future, rather, this is kind of a special episode. We do interviews. But on the other ones, we're on the other most of our episodes are very topical and they are very time sensitive with with what's going on with social. So you want to make sure you subscribe so you don't miss on that and you can stay ahead of your competition. And if you've been listening for a while, make sure that you go leave us an honest rating and review. And like I said, we're going to check it once a week and make sure that, um, you know, if you did leave one, we're going to give you a shout out on the podcast. So that's did you check it this week. Did I check it this week? Yeah. I did not because I did not check it. No, I did not do it this week because we had Larry on here, so mm, I wasn't going to do a shout out during yeah, his. Yeah, yeah. Makes, yeah. Sense. Makes, makes sense. So on the regular episode, we'll give a shout out. All right, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding.